right? Most people think about their father's hearing aids, right? right. They were they were loud. There was a lot of feedback. They didn't work well. Um, and there's a couple reasons that happens. One, we talked about how long it takes people to get hearing aids. Hi, I'm Michael C. Patterson, co-founder and CEO of MindRamp Consulting. In this episode, we talk with Dr. Monica Sharma about hearing aids, what they do, how they work, and when you should consider getting them. Modern hearing aids are not your father's hearing aids, as Dr. Sharma explains. Dr. Sharma is a board-certified audiologist and is a member of the American Academy of Audiology and the California Academy of Audiology. If you're concerned about your hearing, as we all should be, Make sure you listen to our other podcast with Dr. Sharma to learn more about hearing loss in general and why it happens. There are some important sections about the negative consequences of hearing loss, including an increased risk for dementia. With this in mind, we start with a discussion of why people resist getting hearing aids. Why is there such a low adoption rate for hearing aids? Yeah. I think, A, everyone thinks about their father's hearing aids and realize that, you know, hearing aids have gotten better. Um, Two, I think a lot of people associate hearing loss with aging, which is, you know, not an inappropriate thing to to consider. But, you know, I think someone who wears hearing aids to me cares more about their health and will kind of age better. The one that I want to talk about first that we're kind of talking about is the unrealistic expectations behind hearing aids. People... I think people, like I said, they have this idea that it's going to be like glasses. You put it on, everything's instantly clear. But it's like you said, you put it on and certain sounds are startling. And and depending on how long you've gone with your hearing loss, the longer you've gone with your hearing loss and the more hearing loss you have, the longer it might take to get used to your hearing aids. I can't, if I have a patient who's had a hearing loss for a really long time, I can't give them their prescription on the first day. We almost always will kind of take it up in increments. And the reason for that is your brain can't tolerate it. It just kind of goes on overdrive. It's really overwhelming. It's too much sound. And so we kind of started off in bite sizes and then you get used to, okay, when I touch my clothes, they make a sound. Now, if you've got normal hearing or if you've been wearing hearing aids for a while, when you touch your clothes, you don't really notice that sound. You don't hear it. But if you haven't heard that sound in five years and all of a sudden you get put a hearing aid on, all you are going to hear is the sound of your clothes. And that's because of your brain. Your brain is introduced to a new stimulus and that's the sound of your clothes. So your brain wants to pay attention to that sound. Once your brain becomes used to it, doesn't pay attention to it. Same thing with the air conditioning or um, when you walk you know, steps make a sound, you know, your dog probably makes a sound on the wood floor. And those are all sounds we hear every day. We don't think about, but for someone with hearing loss, that's, that's a new thing. And it does take time to get used to. If you start giving the brain better signals because you're using hearing aids, uh, can it revive? Yes and no. Um, revive is a term we don't like to use just because, you know, most cases um, of the type of hearing loss that we're talking about, which is a sensory neural hearing loss or a hearing loss related to that inner ear, um, that 
type of hearing loss can't be reversed at this point. Now, of course, there's research going, stem cell research looking into, you know, how can we regenerate some of that hair, those hair cells. But in most cases, um, hearing loss of that nature cannot be reversed. Now, um, when we talk about hearing, we kind of are talking about two different things. And if you've ever had a hearing test, which you have, you know this, we, uh, we test what's the softest level that you can hear. And if I make the sound loud enough that you can hear it, how clear are the words, right? So just because you can hear a sound doesn't necessarily mean that it is going to be clear. Right. Um, so when, when uh, people wait a really long time before getting hearing aids, sometimes what ends up being difficult is, you know, hearing aid at the end of the day is amplifying sound. So um, I kind of use the comparison of Charlie Brown's teacher. Mm-hmm. You can turn Charlie Brown's teacher up all day and all you're going to hear is wah, 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 wah. <laughs> A hearing aid is the same way, right? I so see. I'm going to amplify whatever signal I can, I can get. So what happens for people when they don't wear a hearing aid for a long time is something called auditory deprivation, similar to what you're saying. The brain mm. kind of atrophies or forgets what sounds um, are like, things like that. So it, it's not something that happens over a year or two. There have been studies that show it can happen over six or seven years, but basically the brain forgets what that signal is supposed to be like. When you wear a hearing aid, what I've noticed anecdotally is that it can kind of slow down that deprivation. Um, I noticed that people who wear hearing aids, I see less of a de- decrease in that clarity from year to year than someone who doesn't wear hearing aids. So it's hard to revive the hearing, but in terms of kind of maintaining clarity, something like a hearing aid can definitely help with that. I think the best example I can give is, um, you know, some patients will come in and say, you know, I've worn hearing aids a long time, they don't work for me. And so the first question I ask is, how often do you wear it? And what I normally get is, well, I only wear them when I need them, you know, when I go out to a restaurant, they just don't work. And then I say, well, of course not, because you go into a (laughs) restaurant and you put your hearing aid on and you've got background music, you've got the sounds of forks and knives on a plate, you've got other conversations, you've got dishes clinking, all of this overwhelming amount of sound, and your brain hasn't heard any of this in a long time. So people are like, well, when I'm at home, it's not quiet. I don't need to wear it. And I'm like, well, that's when you're wrong, because there are so many sounds that we hear, even in quiet, that we take for granted, like the rustling of paper and the steps and your clothes. And if your brain can get used to those sounds, it gets that much better at filtering out what's not important versus what's important. So my patients that wear their hearing aids more than eight hours a day versus people that only wear them when they need it, you know, you see a huge difference in who's successful with them. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about hearing aids is, you know, I'll wear them when I need them. No, you should really wear them all the time in order for them to work. That's great advice. So when you first get the hearing aids, wear them all the time so that your brain can get used to hearing stuff that you haven't heard before. Exactly. And that's how you keep your brain active. You know, that's how you're going to get the most benefit out of them. And, you know, they're not cheap. So Uh, you get the most use out of them. Yeah. But that that reminds me another thing. I know my my stepfather had hearing aids and they would drive him crazy because they were constantly beeping and ringing and have hearing aids improved? Right. To my second point, I'm so glad you said that because it is 
So talking about stigma, one is kind of that unrealistic ex- expectation. Two is, you know, what people think about when they think about hearing aids, right? Most people think about their father's hearing aids, right? right. They, were, they were loud. There was a lot of feedback. They didn't work well. Um, and there's a couple reasons that happens. One, we talked about how long it takes people to get hearing aids. The older generation used to wait until their hearing was just terrible and god awful before getting hearing aids and as we just discussed the longer you wait the more that clarity deteriorates and they're already going to be kind of um you know not an ideal candidate for hearing aids so that's kind of step one step two is the technology in hearing aids i mean we talk about any kind of technology these days and it just gets better and better and better every year and i mean hearing aids today are just honestly they're incredible they work way better in background noise the feedback is just not an issue um the way it used to be and then they also have a lot of other perks they connect to your cell phone there's an app that you can use you know you can stream audio from your cell phone to your hearing aids they're they're basically you know really fancy airpods so <laughs> the first time I did it, it freaked me out. Right. I mean, it's, it is really strange, but in, in some people never use it. And the hearing aids themselves have gotten really smart at detecting where speech is coming from when there's background noise. And the nice thing about them, they're like any technology. Every year they get a little bit better. They right. get smaller. They get more mm-hmm. discreet. The speech understanding improves. The you know, minimization of background noise improves. They're rechargeable. It just gets better and better and better. And so I think, you know, people think about their parents' hearing aids, but what they're not seeing are all the people out there with hearing aids because they're so discreet and invisible that you would never know how many people actually have them. It's really interesting to me because um, the longer I'm in practice, I I see two schools of thought. I see... People who wait, absolutely, you know, they wait as long as they can before getting hearing aids. And I'm also starting to notice that people who are younger are starting to get hearing aids earlier. So people in their 50s that are realizing that they have hearing loss, you know, even a mild amount of hearing loss, they will get a hearing aid versus my older patients that might wait till their hearing loss is in the severe range before even thinking about hearing aids and then even then waiting waiting a couple years before getting it. So I do think that the next generation is going to get hearing aids when they need them and they're going to get them a lot sooner than um, the older generation. That's good. So it is a generational thing that's going I, I on. Think so. I think so. I think the population that I'm seeing in their, you know, 40s to 60s, they care a lot more about their health. They, you know, they read a lot. I think that is a generation where we are more aware of dementia. We are more aware of cognitive decline. We know what the consequences are of not taking care of our brain. And we know that part of that is taking care of our hearing. Is, is that the concern that younger people have? That they Are they thinking that far ahead about dementia? I, I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And the other part of it is because hearing aid technology has improved so much, Um, I mean, the best example I can give is I had a patient, she is in her 50s. She is a director. She is, she lives a very active lifestyle and she developed a moderate hearing loss, right? So not quite mild, not quite, quite severe, but enough where she noticed that on set, she was having difficulty hearing. 
Now she, she works with a lot of younger actors and her first concern was, I don't want to appear old. And so we talked about a lot of invisible options, which exist. And, you know, I said, Hey, here's an option. It's not as invisible. It's the kind that go around the ear, but this is kind of the best technology. It's got connectivity, the app rechargeable. I think it'll fit really well with your lifestyle. Just try it for two weeks and let me know what you think. When she came back two weeks later, she bought that hearing aid in bright red. <laughs> he didn't care who saw it. A, it was a piece of tech that was cooler than any piece of tech she owned. And B, she was like, these things help me out so much. And they do so much more than just help me hear better that I don't care who sees it. And, I mean, you see a lot of people these days, they've got the AirPods in their ears all the time. So, right. you know, hearing aids are, are pretty invisible compared to that. So I think that stigma is also just starting to go away. So what would be your recommendation to young people? How soon should they come in and get their hearing checked? Yeah, I'd say, you know, if you're under the age of 40 and you don't feel like you're having any trouble with your hearing, then, you know, I don't necessarily think that you need to get it tested. I'd say if you are noticing the ringing in your ears or you are noticing that you're having difficulty hearing, there's, it doesn't hurt you to get it tested. It's a very easy test, very quick, why not get it done? Once you have a hearing test that shows some degree of hearing loss, I recommend getting your hearing tested once a year just to kind of keep track of it, see how it's progressing. Um, sometimes you see hearing aid, hearing can be stable, 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 and then there's a shift. Um, so you just kind of want to evaluate it annually. What can people do to protect their hearing? Right, I mean, if you go anywhere that's really loud or really noisy, you know, definitely protect your hearing, whether that's wearing earplugs or wearing headphones, things like that. Um, with noise-induced hearing loss, it really comes down to kind of three things. How loud is the sound? How close are you to the sound? And how long are you listening to the sound for? So say you hear, you're, you're listening to music on full blast on your headphones, right? If you listen to it for 10 seconds, may not be enough to cause hearing loss. But if you're going to listen to it right in your ears for over an hour at a time, that's going to be when you start to, you know, really hurt those hair cells. So you imagine those hair cells and you're just kind of punching them over and over and over again. So for example, you know, if you're using a blender, most people will just kind of use the blender for a mm. couple seconds and then they're done. But if you were to kind of keep the blender on for a minute, okay, maybe now you need to um, put your headphones on or take breaks, which is another thing that you can do. So if you're listening to a really loud sound, try to stay as far away from it as you can, if possible. Try to make sure you're taking breaks. You're not listening to it for a really long amount of time. Um, and try to, you know, turn down the music on your headphones if you can, or, you know, avoid things that are going to be really, really loud. I think we need to ban leaf blowers. Yeah, those are terribly loud. They're so loud. Right. And and so another good example, not leaf blowers, but but a siren from an ambulance. If a siren's going down the street, that's not going to hurt your ears. But if you're in that ambulance and you're hearing that siren constantly and you're right next to the sound, that yeah. is something that's going to um, affect your hair cells. My dad uh, had terrible hearing when he was older and his theory, which makes perfect sense, was that during World War II, his job was sitting underneath one of the cannons, you know, that was constantly 
shooting out these huge blasts. Um, 100%. Yep. And at that time, not a lot was really, I don't want to say known, but um, there wasn't a lot of care for protecting hearing at that time. And you really see it in the veterans today that a lot of them have, a, they've got really bad tinnitus, which is that ringing in the ear. And it's, yeah. that's something that you see a lot with people who've been exposed to a lot of noise. I asked Dr. Sharma about the inexpensive hearing aids that are now coming on the market. Are very mad that they exist. I'm actually really happy that exists because there is a whole market of people that come in with their $200 hearing aids and say, these don't work well for me. And I say, well, let me tell you why. And it's because the $200, $300 ones are general amplifiers and they are made for mild hearing losses. I can keep it as simple as possible. The $200, $300 level ones are general amplifiers that are going to give you kind of a a boost in sound versus a hearing aid that's going to be programmed specifically for your hearing loss. So sometimes those general amplifiers will just make everything louder, which isn't good because like we talked about, most people lose their higher frequencies first and then their lower frequencies. So if you're making everything louder, you're not really making the situation better. Now, the difference between an over-the-counter hearing aid and a hearing aid that you get from me is A, technology, B, with hearing aids, it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. You know, just because you have A, hearing loss, doesn't mean that I can put something on the computer, dump in your programming, give it to you, and, and you're done. There's a lot of personalization that happens, a lot of kind of talking to you about your um, how things are sounding. Everybody's ear is so different that... If we have the same hearing loss and I put a hearing aid on you and then I put it on myself, it's going to sound different because we also have to consider the resonance of your ear canal. How often do we need to replace hearing aids? I kind of compare hearing aids to iPhones. You Mm -hmm. know, new iPhone comes out every year. Are you going to always see a huge difference from iPhone to iPhone? Mm, Not always, right? But then you look at an iPhone from five years ago and you look at an iPhone from today and that's when you're going to notice a big difference. So when I talk to a lot of my patients about hearing aids, I say, you know, you notice a really big change every three or four years. So not as much from year to year. So if you're concerned with kind of getting the newest, latest, greatest, then you should probably upgrade every four years. If you're not as concerned with that, then, you know, most hearing aids and and a lot of patients that I see will keep their hearing aids for six to seven years. After that, sometimes, you know, the the manufacturer might not repair it, or there's just been such a huge change in technology that it's worth it to upgrade because you will see, you know, a marked difference. Also why I tell some people who start noticing hearing loss Um, They say, I'm turning up the volume on my TV, but I'm still not hearing better. Why don't you try turning up the treble on your TV and see if that helps? When you're turning everything up, the same thing why restaurants are hard, right? Those lower frequency tones, most people are hearing just fine. It's that higher treble sound that needs more of a, a boost. I think we're talking about that speech clarity option where sometimes you just pushing the treble up a little bit. It might not sound comfortable all the time, but if you're in a situation where you really want to hear what's being said, occasionally it's okay to kind of bump that up a bit to, you know, make that clarity better. Yeah, I've recognized that. It's kind of brittle and 
Mm-hmm. Very metallic and sharp. Yeah, but at least I can hear what people are saying. So. Right. So you don't use it all the time. You, you use it when you need it. And that's that's why the apps have been such a great thing, because especially as people become more and more tech savvy, you've got those options exactly like that speech clarity option where when you are in a situation where you want to use it, that option to use it is available for you. So in a way, you can customize it to your own lifestyle a lot more than you were able to with the old hearing aids because your audiologist can't be with you all the time, can't be with you in every situation. So our goal is to give you as many tools as possible. So no matter what situation you're in, there is a resource that I can provide to you without having to be there. Thanks for listening in on my conversation with Dr. Monica Sharma. She is an audiologist with Pacific Coast Hearing Care in Beverly Hills, California. As you know, MindRamp is concerned with all aspects of quality of life as we age. We call it Qualongevity. We promote longevity coupled with quality of life. And I hope that it's clear to you that our ability to hear what other people are saying and and have auditory awareness of our natural surroundings is incredibly important to our health and to our sense of well-being. We encourage you to get your hearing checked and to wear hearing aids if your hearing has been diminished. You can access all of our MindRamp podcasts for free on the podcast page of our website at mindrep.org or find them on your favorite podcast platform. And of course, contact us if you want to work with us to put together your own personalized plan to work on preventing cognitive decline, dementia, and premature aging. And of course, if you're struggling to get started on your brain health plan or uh, to figure out exactly what to do or how to overcome obstacles or how to stick with your plan, we can coach you through the difficult times. So that's it for now. Live long and live well. Well,